I've been doubted in this state before, and I'm sure there's some out there right now. But um, I know what happened last time, and it's going to happen again. That's mean. Why did you have to do that? Why did you do that? That's just mean. It's nasty. It's rude. Why would you do that? Why did you have to do that? Why did you? Why did you insinuate like Frost took a page out of the Bo Pelini playbook and has us versus the world this situation? Why'd you do that? It's the it's the whole hey I'm gonna turn this thing around. Trust me, I can. Where the guy who. The guy who had nine wins a year and got fired is like, oh, please. (laughs) I think it was more about just wanting to play the Bo laughs because I don't think there's anything better. (laughs) 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 Oh, that is just good. I mean, as someone that is a that is just a laughing, a, a laugh lover. I love Bo's laugh. It's just a it's a it's a unique, short, distinct Good little chuckle, is it not? Yeah, I mean, I, there there's so many different ones that we've hit on before. <laughs> <laughs> That's like he just planted. That is a laugh like you just put a whoopee cushion and someone's coming back to sit on it. You're like, hey, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> whoopee cushion time. <laughs> <laughs> The whoopee cushion this laugh. Is, That's what it is. This is the. Ah, I just gave him a wedgie. It's <laughs> <laughs> what it is. That is. That is. That's. That's the sinister prank has been executed or about to get executed. Laugh right there. <laughs> about about this one. This one is just. I had to label these so many different ways ten years ago. Let me see. This one just says bow laugh. <laughs> That's the classic. Yeah. That's Bo classic yeah, to me. Yeah, that's just like a good... He's not really laughing too hard, but it's kind of funny to him. It's just a solid joke to him. Yeah. <laughs> why the chicken cross the road? You know why. <laughs> All right. Let me see. This one's called Bo Laugh Solo. <laughs> Ooh, that's Ooh. a good one. A this, lot this, of nostril a, initially. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nasal laugh. <laughs> yeah. That is straight through the schnoz. <laughs> so much schnoz and nostril in that laugh. Uh, let's see. I've got Bo Laugh Auditorium here. Let's see here. <laughs> 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 oh, Just no, gave I it like a little effect one. to make it sound like he's performing stand-up <laughs> and no one's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld's like, hey, what's the deal with homework? <laughs> You're not working on your home. (laughs) (laughs) So good. That is good. I mean, that's that's really all you could do is yeah. Well, here's lav. You know, I'd have to imagine when Bo heard that 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 quote from Scott Frost, 
he had to have thought, you think they are doubting you? Try try the fact that uh, I didn't play at Nebraska or win a national championship in Nebraska, bro. I'm not trying to hear any of your us-against-the-world crap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you think they're it's, doubting you? I mean, come on, Doug. I mean, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't even a part of the Nebraska family. I was an outsider. <laughs> When I came as D coordinator, and all I did was win nine games a year. <laughs> I mean, there's just uh, he. I mean, Bo had to have a good giggle at that one. There's no doubt about that. There's no yeah, doubt. About I would. I, I would imagine there was some of that going. On. <laughs> Whoa! It's a party. It is party time. That's party that is, time laugh. That is party, Bo, with a big crowd. <laughs> 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 Bo, time for your keg stand. <laughs> it's like the scene in Goodfellas where they're all laughing at the restaurant, Joe Pesci and everybody. And Bo, if Bo was sitting at that table, this is how Bo would have laughed. It's <laughs> <laughs> so what it is. Then he says to me, I can't, I can't have your car. <laughs> <laughs> funny how? Funny like I'm a clown? Funny like I amuse you? Like how, huh? 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 <laughs> <laughs> I think Bo Pelini's favorite character of all time was Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. Just a quick, yeah. a quick temper yeah. and just yeah. in people's lives. Yeah, do I muse you? <laughs> <laughs> this thing's over. I was—I didn't even want to really talk about the game uh, much. Uh, I wanted to get a gauge adjusted game. Yeah, I was gonna say, you better get it right, brother. Yeah, someone had uh, tweeted out or texted or face baked, whatever it was. Snap face, um, as Bill Belichick would call it. I'm not on snap face. Yeah. saying. Hey, the the Justin Gage line, he's like, can we get any more obscure Missouri Tigers references? And then said, I'm <laughs> I'm Corby Jonesin for a new joke. I like what he did there quite a bit. I'm not going to lie. I don't want to Kareem Rush to judgment here, but I like that. I liked it. <laughs> Look at you throwing in another one. I yeah, like that. That's a good lucky. one. It's a re- it's a real good one. Um, so we are uh, right now, and again, travel has kind of gotten in the way of of how we'd like to, you know, do some things. Yeah. But you are. What's the status here? You. I how mean, long have you been in Cincinnati? I mean, I've been in. I've been in the Hilton Garden Inn at Cincinnati since Tuesday. Since <laughs> Tuesday afternoon, I'm going to end up spending a full week here. I mean, it's. Uh, I'm starting to go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Luckily, I think I got the whole fifth floor to myself, so when I scream, no one hears it. It's all fine. <laughs> when Bo Pelini nostril laughs and whoopee cushion laughs, just bellow through the halls. No one knows a thing. But your boys, your boys, been here for a minute, and I'm starting to go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs just, just ever so slightly. So you had, uh, you had one game. You had three Two. games. I had. I had well. Uh, when I when I departed on this trip, I had five games scheduled. I had three Xavier games from Wednesday to Friday. I had a Butler game on Sunday, then capping it off with another Xavier game on Monday. At this point, I did the games on Wednesday and Thursday, Xavier in Oakland, Xavier in Bradley. My Butler game on Sunday got canceled because of COVID. Right. How dare you.com, how dare you.com. You need to log on to how dare you.com is pretty much what I would like to say to uh, – to COVID at this point. Can you help me out with that? I mean, yep, come on. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> how dare you.com? How dare you.com? 
You need to log on to HowDairy.com. That's, that's the official. That's my official message to any COVID positive case. That's pretty much what I wanted to say to COVID. You know, that makes sense. So, so yes, so Butler had, uh, got canceled, and then bunch, you know. I was supposed to do Xavier and Toledo on Friday at noon Eastern. And I arrive at the Cintas Center, I have my makeup on, I have my suit on, and everybody's standing outside the broadcast truck looking like they've seen a ghost. Cue up Bo Pelini on that one, you know what I'm saying, Doug? You talking to a ghost? (laughs) (laughs) I walked up to all the production crew and said, you guys guys see a ghost? (laughs) You talking to a ghost? (laughs) (laughs) And what... Apparently, somebody in the production crew in graphics tested positive for COVID. No. To that, I said this. You talking to a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's not what you said. Hold on. You you said something a little bit different. You, I think you said this. How dare you come? How dare you come? You need to log on to how dare you come. Which, in essence, knocked out the whole production crew. No, no one could go on the truck. And so they had to cancel the broadcast of the game. The game happened, but the broadcast got shut down literally like 45 minutes before tip. No. Yeah. So your boy, Lane Grindle, shouts out to Lane Grindle, spent all week with that young man. And Lane and I are looking at each other just, I'm not, I mean, cue up Tyler McKinney. We simultaneously McKinney'd each other, you know? I'm not happy, 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 happy about that. Oh, God. So, yeah, I mean, it got canceled. And so, you know, I just I took my keister back to the Hilton Garden Inn, watched Nebraska lose to Iowa, yada, yada, yada. I'm doing a pod with you. So what what are the emotions? Because you definitely want to call the game. You're ready for the game. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, okay, well, I am going to be free for the next few hours and I can go watch Nebraska and I can kind of do my own thing. And, um, you know, I got nowhere else to go. It's not like I'm came on this flight just for this game. Uh, You know, I'll go enjoy myself. The, that was the, the, I mean, I was, I was McKinney. There was no question. My prevailing thought was Tyler McKinney. I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy about that. (laughs) (laughs) But, the the one saving grace was my first thought was okay well now I'm gonna get to go watch the Nebraska football game in its entirety in my hotel room, so that's good. But then the game started and uh, after the game I was once again McKinney. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So, so yeah, um, What's going yeah. On in my but life? did you get to see? You know, the good news is you got to uh, get a Big Mac sack. Big Mac sack. <laughs> so I got this. I got this email. I got to get to this here. So <laughs> so Brett emails in and goes, so a couple of weeks ago, I began randomly shouting Big Mac sack throughout the house. <laughs> Big Mac sack. <laughs> and was met with mostly strange looks and eye rolls from my wife and children. However, it has slowly grown on them. Two nights ago at the dinner table, we had a family on the count of one, two, three, Big Mac sack. Big Mac sack. Wow. And just last night after we put our two-year-old daughter down to bed, 
we could quietly hear coming from her monitor a whispered Big Mac sack. No. Yes. He says, <laughs> No. He says, Me as a dad, I was like, Yes. Yes. <laughs> says side note for you guys thanks for bringing back the show your nonsense is helping a lot of people keep their sanity uh, i i do believe that one of the issues and this is us taking full responsibility here is that we've ruined everything yeah like there are no there are no conversations nope. you can have people were tweeting at us during the game it, tweeting at the <laughs> chicken nick show during the game just let's see i had a couple of here <laughs> This one says, from Sean, barbecue sauce touchdown in a Big Mac sack to end the half. <laughs> might we might we have a game on our hands? I don't know. You know, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, what he's, that's what he's saying, which means I got to dig up Ronnie Green. Hold on here. Where's Ronnie at? We need Ronnie. Might that topic be revisited? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Michael, Michael Brunts, who, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he tweets out Big Mac sacked in the half <laughs> 13 all in Iowa city. <laughs> it's just, Oh, you know, what's I, unfortunate Big Mac sack <laughs> is where Nebraska stinks are all the areas that we don't get the great Greg Sharp calls. You know what I mean? Because of the pass rush, we don't get a lot of Big Mac sacks. Big Mac sack. And because of the lack of offensive explosiveness, we don't get any touchdowns. And it's a touchdown. There's not a lot of touchdowns. And because Nebraska doesn't, you know, they lose a lot, we don't get a lot of, and Nebraska's going to win a football game. We don't get a lot of that. This is frustrating. We don't. It's very it's very upsetting. People just cannot listen to the game anymore. No. Without thinking about barbecue uh, sauce the and big shenanigans that we've done here. And yeah. I you know, you know I there's what? no other way to say it except I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> That's it. That's all we can say at this point. What do you and I have no idea why you would know this? What is the details of the Big Mac sack? For every sack, Husker fans get a free Big Mac. Is that? I mean, that is it. Just that straight up. I think they just sponsor McDonald's oh, sponsors. Okay. Uh, the sack. I didn't know for every sack if Husker fans get a free Big Mac was some sort of proof of something. I'm not totally sure because I'd have to imagine when McDonald's signed that deal, they were like, "Are we going to be giving away a lot of Big Macs?" And someone's like, "You seen Nebraska's pass rush?" <laughs> Not at all. Cue up Melissa Joan Hart. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Melissa Joan Hart, are they going to have uh, a, given out a lot of Big Mac sack deals? Not at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart, one of the most obscure drops <laughs> in the history of the show, I believe. <sighs> I, but what did we ask oh, I, her? I know what I asked her. What did you ask her? So, I mean, this is pretty early on in the show. Dancing with the Stars. Yes. And so, of course, you know, I mean, your boy watched Clarissa Explains It All. Fantastic show. One of the greatest shows in the history of life. Oh, that's right. And that's right. for some, you know, I I think I said, my, I mean, my question was just like, okay, let everybody do it. Z104.5 here. We're talking to an idiot FM station. You know, like, and I mean, I asked, were there any life lessons that Clarissa learned on the show that can be applied to Dancing with the Stars? 
she said. Not at all. And didn't even elaborate. Didn't no. what what didn't want to like, oh you know, no. I mean that's why uh, I mean Clarissa one time did uh you know, didn't do her homework and it cost her. So I gotta do my homework when it comes to my dance routine. You know, there was none of that. She didn't want to help all. me out, meet me halfway, instead she shut me down with a not at all. Not at all. And uh it's great. Yeah, so I'm anti I'm I'm now anti Melissa Joan Hart. It's pretty much what it is. You want to uh Dump her in a Big Mac sack. Big Mac sack. <laughs> <laughs> what I pretty much wanted to say was what apparently Clarissa did not explain it all. You're listening to the Mark Jackson Radio Show back after this. Yes! <laughs> apparently she did not explain it. She did not explain it all. She was not she was not feeling any celebrity we had on, I was horrendous. I mean, Bill Cosby didn't understand my question. Clarissa Melissa Joan Hart was anti my question. I mean, cranky. Yeah, we've we've gone down the uh, the Bill Cosby well. He uh, he didn't know what your question was. He didn't know what your question your question is. And your question is, <laughs> man, that's right. Apparently, I'm good at asking questions. If I got Melissa Joan Hart or Bill Cosby, it doesn't go well. If I got Brandon Godden talking Butler basketball, I'm the greatest interviewer in the history of life. Oh, that's right. The uh, the voice of Madden, who got his start on our show. I think that is a fantastic question of one that I have yet to be asked in all these interviews. I mean, my range of approval from guests high at this point. Uh, so Why? Very, I should say very good. What was your what was your uh, what was your Thanksgiving like? I mean, we haven't talked to each other. Oh, uh, since I mean, your boy, you? your boy was solo. I got my you know Xavier Bradley. That was my Thanksgiving. Oh, it was a good one. I mean, let me tell you, Dwan Odom. He made a mistake. Went early when they were up two. It cost him big time. They gave up a three on the other end. They were down two. And then Dwan Odom ran a ball screen with Zach Fremantle. Two guys ran to Zach Fremantle. He attacked. He finished over the outstretched arms of the Bradley Biggs and finished. And Xavier got the win over the Bradley Braves, a team that has won the Missouri Valley Conference for two straight years and I think could absolutely go to the NCAA tournament again. So that was my Thanksgiving. How was yours? (laughs) (laughs) I was not as eventful. I did not see any and ones. Uh, I was hanging out with my four musketeers. All right. All right. No, we... Uh, you were doing some good things? You have some yeah, nice I mean, potatoes. We're just going to back for the most part. You were doing some good things? Yeah, I had uh, you know, I had some side dishes I wish I could have back. For the most part, I'm doing some good things. Uh, I just... Like, I, I almost feel like ashamed. Am, am, am I even allowed to say that I got together with other people besides my family? Like, you got to be careful, my, brother. This podcast is now going to be... Throw it out an Apple podcast because you had food with other people outside your family. Take um, it out. But uh, yeah, we had a we had a good time. We Thanksgiving is the odd day where you you could have the same exact meal for lunch and dinner, and everything's perfect. With it. great, I mean, you just replicate it. You find what works. You find that. I tell you what, you find a combination that works on your plate. Talking about stuffing, green bean casserole, pumpkin pie. Tell you what, this Thanksgiving plate getting it done. You like Spider 2 and Spider 3 Y banana? I love Spider 2 and Spider 3 Give me a green right slot. Spider 2 Y banana. What is Spider 2 Y banana? Play action fake, you know, front side, reverse out, and it's made to look like power. Nobody throws more bananas than the Stanford Cardinal. (laughs) Oh, I miss that show. I mean, come on. They need to bring it. Just, they do need to bring it back. Just, they do. just, just 
bring it back. Even we though- need to bring that back. Big Mac Shack. <laughs> <laughs> even though he's the coach at Arades. Who cares? I mean, who? I want to hear him talk to Trevor. I want a QB camp with Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. I want it all. I want all of that. Some more like Spider 2 Y banana. Or asking Cam Newton, can you call a play for me at Auburn? And Cam was befuddled. Oh, that was one of the most uh, classic things ever was when he – didn't he say something like, hey, can you drop this play? And Cam was like, oh, you're putting me on no, a No, he just asked – I think he, I think he asked him just to name a play. Let's listen here. You know, some of this verbiage in the NFL, I don't know how it was at Auburn, but it gets long. You got right. the shifts, the plays, the protections, the snap count, the alert, the check with me's. I mean, flip right, double X jet, 36 counter, naked waggle at seven X quarter. Call something at Auburn It's a little verbal. What would be a little verbal? Any recollection on that? Um... Give me something. What's an Auburn play sound like? Oh, man, you put me on the on, on, on spot. You guys don't get in the huddle much, though, right? We, we really don't. And it's and, and and our method is simplistic equals fast. Okay. All right. <laughs> that was – and that turned into one of the great yes. – and, in fact, one of our loyal listeners, Elliot, his Twitter handle, I think, yeah. is on a, on, a, on, a, on a spot. Isn't it? <laughs> I think it is. Man, you put me on a, on a, on a, on a spot. <laughs> oh. The beauty of it is that if you just heard that, you would think, man, what question was he asked? I mean, have you ever in your life ever seen anybody more just grilled with a question? What was the question? And it was just, hey, call a play. You're a quarterback. Call one play ever at Auburn. What did it say? Oh, like? man, you put me on the on on, on spot. And of course, at one point, you looped the Anna, 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 and it went on for way too long. Fantastic. Oh, I had to do that. Uh, let's see here. You have to have the extended mix, the remix, Puff Daddy. Here we go. Let's see what I got here uh, about putting on a spot. Oh, man, you put me on a spot. Oh, you know what I love? You want to know what I love? That we are 25 minutes into this thing and we have not. What what would you even say we've discussed? I haven't said a lot except that I like it. It's fun. I like it. It's it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Like like that. That's the goal of this whole thing is to get as deep into this thing without talking about anything having to do with Nebraska football. How long can you last? In this pod, before we actually talk about something, that's the goal. Yeah, because I I, I feel like it's like once you start talking Nebraska football, then things get either depressing, yeah, serious, yeah, serious, or it's like oh, you're breaking down this, you're breaking down that. Like I mean, one of the best parts about it though was I filled in on ESPN Radio on Fridays, the day after Thanksgiving, for Cheney Ogumake and uh, Golik Jr. So I was on with Brad Edwards. Nice. Filling in on their show at four Eastern. And so the Husker game is going on at the same time. And so I'm watching it, and Brad's watching Notre Dame, North Carolina. I'm like, whoa. Come on, dog. Screw that noise. I'm watching Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. Nebraska. Nebraska. Is that Indomitian Sioux saying no, that? No, that was the red out around the world, the start of the video. Nebraska. 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 <laughs> Red out around the world did not go well. Did not Red go out well. around the world 
Dot-com. Yep. Um, I prefer HotDairy.com to RedOutTheWorld.com. That's just c- completely understandable. <laughs> so, HotDairy.com, HotDairy.com. You need to log on to HotDairy.com. But I am, I am hosting this show, and I can hear Kelly downstairs yelling oh boy. at the TV she's watching it downstairs. And when the when Martinez gets sacked with what can only be referred to, <laughs> it can only be referred to as a Big Mac sack. Big Mac sack. <laughs> Adrian Martinez goes down. It's a Big Mac sack. Big Mac sack. Yeah. Does any say even if Nebraska gets sacked, is it still a Big Mac sack? They need to differentiate that. You know what I'm well, saying? he would have to say it in a very yeah, docile subdued. tone, right? right? How would that go? Right. Snap back, Martinez. He's going to look left, and down he goes. It's a Big Mac sack, and it's not a touchdown in the press. He's not going to win a football game. Skeeter Burns, Buck Naked Barbecue Shots. Want to thank our following sponsors, Dorothy Lynch and Sap Brothers. When you see that big coffee cup on the side of 80, you know what you need to do. You're listening to Big Red Football. Big Mac sack. <laughs> Skeeter Burns, Buck Naked Barbecue Shots. <laughs> By the way, we still are getting people talking about buck naked barbecue sauce. Uh, Tom posted on Facebook, as we posted on Facebook, on our Chicken Dick Show Facebook page, which you should all join. There's thousands. I think we got about 5,000 folks on there. 152,000, I believe, is the number at this point. Yeah, I think 5 million. I think we've moved the zeros. <laughs> moved the commas, added zeros. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're still counting we, out votes in Georgia. We're zooming in. Oh, boy, is like we're going to Georgia in this county, coming in very high, Shikinick. Still got about 42,000 uncast, uncounted votes. Going to get a lot That's more. Right. Don't double-check this, but we had uh, we have 5,000 people who like the page, and we had a billion people post. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to like the current events humor. Anyway, yep. so Tom posts on Facebook. Made some ribs for a non-traditional Thanksgiving meal. Use some Skeeter Barnes buck naked barbecue sauce. And since it's so good that you don't need sauce, I didn't use sauce. Was it good? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> your Greg Sharp is good. I like your your Greg Sharp is fantastic. I love I'll, it. I'm only getting better at it because I listen and study yours. It every just takes time. reps. It takes reps. It you just, the more you do it, you'll find it. You'll find that part of your voice. You'll find it. Yeah. And it's a touchdown. You'll find it. Skeeter Barnes Buck Naked Barbecue Sauce. Skeeter Barnes Buck Naked Barbecue Sauce is one of the funnest things to say in the world. <laughs> and I especially in Greg Sharp voice. It's just great. Uh, it is. All you do is just get a little gravel. Yeah. You get a little gravel and talk like you're, you know, the classic guy talk at a bar, but doing it a little quickly after you've had a beer and you've got to get the words out quickly. Skeeter Barnes, buck naked barbecue sauce. You know, it's just. <laughs> you really got to testosterone it up. Like you're talking about what kind of pickup truck you got. You know, it's almost got to be down there. Just Chevrolet dealer, Honda dealers. And Toyota, Toyota Tundra. It's a Tundra. It's a Chevy Silverado. It's a Hummer. Oh my God, it's a Hummer. And the brass is going to win a football game. Oh my. 
my God, it's a Hummer might have been the, one of the worst sentences you've ever heard. And then Greg yelling to press. <laughs> Greg Sharp walking through a, just a car lot. He's like, over here we have the uh, the sedans, and over there we got a Hummer. He's like, oh, my God, it's a Hummer. It's a Hummer. And the press is going to win a football game. They're like, do you, would you, does that mean you like it? You you would like to take it for a test drive? You should touch down. Like, no, it's a it's a car. You should twist down. You should twist down right now. It's a Big Mac sack. Okay, I will. I don't know what you want, sir. I'm not totally sure if you want to test drive this or what's happening. <laughs> Big Mac sack. Oh, God. The best part about it is everything is sponsored. Like, like. They have so, they have so much real estate and it's all accounted for. Every like last one. There's nothing. And that's going to be a first down. That first down brought to you by the Nebraska Soybean Board. <laughs> Adrian Martinez takes the snap. That snap brought to you by Uber Eats. <laughs> like, there is there is nothing, and I mean nothing that isn't sponsored. Not one <laughs> possible thing in the broadcast, and I respect it. That, that, yeah. That failed second down attempt is brought to you by Keller Williams. <laughs> what? That doesn't even make any sense. And that, and that high snap brought to you by Amigos. If you're looking for some great Mexican food, get to Amigos today. Bring up third down and 46 after the high snap. <laughs> that high snap brought to you by Body Lotion Jurgens. <laughs> Cam Jurgens brought to you by Jurgens. <laughs> oh god! And then the Davison is a little broadened out. Yeah, you know it's yeah. a little right. It's, it's more ra- it's more laid back. It's like you finally you cracked open the beer after a tough day, and you're with your bros, and it's just down here. Huge call, man. Tough one today. Oh, man. What are we doing now? Okay, guess what? We're at 33 minutes. All right. 33 minutes and nothing. We've done nothing. (laughs) Rick Sharp went to the car dealership. That's about all that's happened on this podcast. This is so... If he saw a Hummer and there was barbecue sauce inside of the Hummer, I'd have to think that's... That Greg Sharp would be very excited about that. Yeah, go to a car dealership, and on the test drive, you go to you go to Skeeter Barnes. <laughs> Might have I take it to Skeeter Barnes, get your buck naked barbecue sauce? Trust me, I won't eat it in the car. Too much sauce. <laughs> should have used that bar that should have used that buck naked barbecue sauce, so I didn't have sauce. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we're about. Uh. 33, 34, What do you want to do? You, you want to try this. to salvage this thing? That's yeah. what do you think, Doug? I mean, uh, look, there's a couple things you want to hit on. One, you know, with Nebraska. Nebraska is the kind of team that right now I think they are um, – they can hang with anybody and lose to everybody, oh, yeah. right? Like, that's just how it is. Like, I feel like they're – yeah, they're getting close. They've got – Frost might have set a record after the game for how many times he said we got to button up. Like, yeah. there's a lot of – buttoning up that needs to be done let me see here the good teams in this league are buttoned up like that (laughs) yeah you gotta be buttoned up like gotta get buttoned up buttoned up buttoned up yeah i mean i guess if you're buttoned up but you do need to leave a couple of buttons open like on a suit jacket yeah when you sit down 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got to leave that open. Like, you're not buttoning up all of your, you know, your polo shirt buttons. No. You always leave one open at the right. top. Buttoned up like that. Yeah. Get it right, Frost. Cranky, brother. You know? be entirely buttoned up. But there are some things that were a little too unbuttoned. No. Yeah. Uh, special I mean, teams, catching a punt, directional punt. Um, snapping the ball back snapping, to the quarterback. Snapping, snapping the ball back. The snap. Getting the snap to the quarterback. It's kind of an issue, you know? I I know. I The thing that I almost got to give a shout-out and a high-five to all of the teams in the Frost era, it was all over the park. <laughs> But we need to give a shout-out and a high-five to the guys that were humping the cotton candy. Didn't have to wait in line. They were there. It was all over the park. It is truly remarkable how Nebraska can seemingly repeat the same game over and over and over and over again. Like, that has the same ingredients, the same untimely, pe- the the same backbreaking penalty, the same backbreaking turnover, the same sloppiness that ends with Nebraska losing by one touchdown. Like that's think about it with football and all the different variables. That's it's pretty hard to think that any two games would be exactly the same. Somehow over the course of thirty some games, or whatever it is now, it might be exactly thirty, whatever it is. Frost has had like the same. It's the same game over and over and over. It's just I, I just it it's it's defies the laws of analytics that that would even be possible to do it. But somehow it's that game was exactly like every other game you've seen. I mean, it was kind of no different than the Northwestern game or the or whatever. I mean, it's just it's nuts. Right, right. It comes down to the fourth quarter. You got a chance to tie it up or take the lead or win the game, and there's something that happened, and then. Something goes awry, and then you look back in the rearview mirror after the game's over, like, oh, man, this mistake, that little mistake, that little mistake. Oh, the snap, uh, this this bad decision, this Big Mac sack. I mean, all of these <laughs> Big Mac sack. All of these things that contribute to it. And, yeah, you get yourself, uh, you, you get your hopes up at the end of a game, like, this is going to be it. You can this see it. it. Adrian Martinez, you know, gets his starting job back. He'll never give it back. Like, this is his now. He's going to drive down. They're going to. He's going to avoid a Big Mac sack, and he's going to he's he's going to drive down and get a you know a big whopper of a touchdown, yes. and things are going to go well, and he's going to be carried off the field, and life's going to be great. And then, and no, then he's he's sacked and fumbled, and and things just the the little things become large things, and it's they nuts. contribute to loss after loss. It's nuts. I mean, I just I don't I don't know, man. It, it's. Uh, it's just crazy how the same game can keep on happening. It's the same stuff. And, you know, there are, Nebraska has a lot of issues offensively. You know, the lack of explosive plays. Uh, you know, the only explosive play they had was Martinez's 30-yard run that got brought back because of holding. But the lack of explosive plays, the unsettled situation at QB, like all that stuff is is pressing. But you almost feel like, I mean, until Nebraska can tighten up special teams, tighten up the – the sloppiness and the discipline and all that other stuff, like it's not going to matter, you know? And it, it's it's just frustrating to watch because it's you've seen it once, you've seen it a thousand times, you know? And everybody – and it teases you. Like when when the when – the, when, what was it? His name Keith Duncan, I think? It, Keith Duncan's yeah, Keith field Duncan, goal yep. hit the crossbar. You're like, all right, yep, this is go. the day. Here we go. This is the day that they actually, like – 
do it. They actually going to drive down and they're going to do it. And no. So it just you get wrapped up into it every single weekend. It breaks your heart. You you know, you cry for a few days and you're ready to get your heart broken again. That's life as a Husker fan. Yeah, it is. And there always seems to be a part too in in the post game or what have you, when there's something that's being attributed to somebody else, like it was somebody did something right that contributed to us making some sort of a mistake. And that happened again, like after the game. Let me see here. The issue of snaps today, uh, I don't think had anything to do with his technique. There was clapping going on on uh, their sideline. And uh, Cam heard that clap and thought it was the quarterback clapping. We discussed with officials and didn't happen in the second half. <laughs> like, what? What are you talking about, dude? Like, I mean, maybe like, one time. Here's the problem with that is, first of all, no one's interested in excuses. And that would maybe hold some water if, oh, I don't know, this was the only time in Cam Jurgen's right. career that there had been high snaps. Like, when he has a track record of high snaps, it's hard to then, in this one instance, since it had nothing to do with, like, his ability to snap the ball, now it's on Iowa. And it also would make sense if, if the snap, if the snaps were hitting Martinez, yes, like that's it, you know what that's I mean? Like it. that's it. 100%. They, they were they were errant snaps still. Like that's what like everything about what Frost said. Listen, they might have been snapping, they might have been clapping. You know, like I think there was one video I saw on on Twitter right. where you could see someone clapping on the sidelines. Whatever, but like that's just everything with his comment there is like no Frost. That's just yeah. come on, man. It's like why even bring it up? Right. Why like, just say he had some issues? There were some other things going on that I don't want to talk about or whatever. I don't know. But just, you know, because then Kirk Ferentz goes on his rant after yeah. the game. He couldn't believe it that that was something that was being said. Whatever. I mean, whatever adds to the rivalry. But I think we can all agree that that, that was a Big Mac clap. Big Mac sack. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, you leave that game saying – the same things that you always say about yes. these games, which is you are you you hang with Ohio State, right? You're good enough to beat. Well, you're not good enough to beat Northwestern. You're not good enough to beat Iowa. You're good enough to make you think you are good enough to beat Iowa and, and Northwestern. Right. Right. There, there's a difference. You're good enough to make you think you're good enough to well, do it. Yeah. And until you do it, we shouldn't believe it. But every game this year outside of Illinois has been competitive. They've been in it, you know, late in the third quarter, fourth quarter, Ohio state was different, but you can beat Northwestern. You can, you can be there for Iowa. It is. I get the whole buttoned up aspect of those things. You know, you're rotating quarterbacks. I mean, you just gotta, you you gotta just figure out who you are and and what you want to be. And, you know, even Frosting after the game, Luke's the future. We don't know if the future starts this year or after Martinez's career at Nebraska is over. It's like, okay, well, yeah. that could mean a That's different a number yeah, of things. Loaded. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the all you can do is take moral victories because you're not getting any actual real ones. So you just look at the games and you watch them and you say, hey, we're, we're right there. But at the same point, it's one of those uh, things as a, as a fan, if you're a Nebraska fan, where you watch it and you say, I don't even want to believe that we're close because we keep losing the game. Right. And, and, and when you keep losing, and the same thing, like you said, it's the same loss every single time, there's really no evidence that it's going to be different outside of a win over a Penn State team that's now 1-5. And, and we've talked about this, but I'm, 
it, it's the whole thing of just being guilty of trying to separate the sloppiness and the high snaps and the untimely penalties and the and the bet like if, if Nebraska like all the stuff of if Nebraska can just right. rid themselves of this this and this then they're going to win well it's like well that's a part of being good you know Dirk had the great analogy on my pod where he was like I'm sorry if Kyrie Irving or Steph Curry dribbles it off their foot three times a game I can't call them the best ball handlers in the world because that's a part of it and so we, we always want to kind of just be like, well, man, all they got to do is this, this, and this, and they're going to be there. Now they're good. And it's like, well, that's, that's easier said than done. And, but I will say, if we want to try and get like, you know, moral victory lane here, like one of the big prevailing things from that game, though, was I want you to really stop and think about what the game looked like. In 2017, Riley's last year when Iowa hung 56 on Nebraska Memorial Stadium. And then think about what even the game looked like in 2018, Frost's first year at Nebraska. Even though that game was close, think about what that game looked like. And then think about what the game looked like on Saturday. I think the one, if you're a Husker fan and looking to feel good about something, I truly think if you were looking at a, a specific battle of who won the Iowa Iowa offensive trenches versus Nebraska defensive trenches, I think Nebraska won that battle. And yeah. that is super encouraging. I mean, yards per carry for Iowa, 2018, 5.9. Yards per carry for Iowa in 2019, 7.3. 2020, sat Friday, Iowa yards per carry, 2.9. Like, if you're looking for some silver lining, Nebraska is, I really think they are taking strides defensively with their physicality, their size, their strength. Like, Iowa was not pushing them around at all. And that was not how it's been in, in, in the past. And I think that's good. I think that is good. I think that's also, uh, it could be attributed to a couple of things. I think Iowa is the type of team that every three or four years is going to be really good. Yep. And, and and it goes in cycles, right? They just lost Epineza last year. They go through cycles where they lose a key guy or two and they take a half step, half step back. Big Mac sack. Big and, step back. <laughs> Big Mac sack. And then, you know, so this, this Iowa team isn't like, Agreed. isn't as good as the last two Iowa teams. I agree. But I mean, imagine if they had a competent quarterback for that game. That's only, you know, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, someone was asking me, uh, serious exam, like, Hey, would you rather have Spencer Peters or Luke McCaffrey going forward? Like I'd take Luke McCaffrey. I don't think Spencer Peters might turn out to be a decent Iowa quarterback, but he's shown enough signs that there's enough, you know, enough concerns there that he'll be competent. But you know, what's he, what's he going to give you? I don't, I don't really know. It's really all about Iowa quarterbacks historically are only good relative to the weapons around them. And I know that's kind of cliche, but I was good in the trenches. They have a good run game, good tight ends. You know, that's just Nate. Wasn't Nate Stanley had two first round draft picks at tight end two right. you know like right, right, that's right. not bad but so, i'm with yeah, you I mean, to but, your point but, i'm with you but to but to your point that the most important thing for nebraska to figure out is i think whether it's mccaffrey or martinez or whoever it is assuming it's mccaffrey next year and the in the year after that that to me is going to get figured out because he's going to get infinitely better um the stuff you have to get figured out is the line of scrimmage and Nebraska is getting there. Again, I don't know what there is. Yeah, I don't either. But this is a program that had gotten blown off the ball. Remember when they went to 
I think when they went to Michigan a couple years ago. Just were getting blown or, off or, the Schick, ball. even like, Minnesota last year. Think about yes. the Minnesota game last yeah. year. I mean, just Dan- got blown yeah. off the ball. Daniel Falele and those yeah. big boys up front. Yeah, yeah they're just – you have no business being there. You're, right. you're starting out three yards back right. during a play. And so, yeah, I think they've got to figure that out, and there were good signs there. And, uh, frankly, when you've got a young team, and I, I don't think it's excuses, I think it's facts, that when you've got a young team and – you miss out on a majority of spring ball and right. you miss out on what would be a normal summer conditioning and an expedited fall camp. I mean, there are a lot of things there that don't do young teams any favors. And so I've said it's a five-year deal, uh, a five-year plan. By year five, things should be good. But honestly, if the pandemic is limited in a way that you can have a normal off season, somewhat normal spring ball going into next year, I mean, year four, you've really got to start seeing a step. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's that, and that's really what this comes down to. And I know we're, we're going to wrap here in a second, but I, yeah. the, the Cam Jurgens thing is fascinating because I think, first mm-hmm. of all, it's obvious that they don't have a viable second option or they would have made it, right? Like, I got to at least give the coaches the benefit of the doubt that, like, if they had another choice, they would go that route. But at the same time, the Cam Jurgens situation is really a weird situation for Frost. When Frost was the one that talked Jurgens in to moving from tight end to yeah. center, he talked him into the position change. And then in the midst of doing that, he publicly pumped up Jurgens that he had Dave Remington potential at center. So when you do all of that, it makes it really hard to bench the guy. You know what I mean? Like it because I'm sure Jurgen if, if Jurgens would now get benched, he'd be looking at Frost like, "Bro, you ju- you you were the one that wanted me to play this position." You know? Like it'd be like if I convinced Matt Schick to quit his job and come work f- for Nick Ball Industries and then fire you in a year, you'd be like, "What you what? You told me to leave my job and come work for you. How are you firing me?" You know, like so it's just it's this it feels like the ultimate you know, when we talk about, uh, you know, for a while it was, boy, is, you know, Frost has is, is really hitched his wagon to to Martinez. It feels like he has really hitched his wagon to Jurgens, and he is riding or dying with Jurgens at center right now because it's like at some point, like, enough is enough. And I get that they probably don't have another viable option, but, like, if he can't – he might be great after the snap at center – but if he can't get the snap back to the quarterback, then what are we even talking about, you know? Yes, and I think, too, other coaches, when they talk about recruiting, negative recruiting is a huge part of it. And if Nebraska is going to be a developmental program and you are going to switch a top 250 prospect, who that's what Cam Jurgens was yep. in the class of 2018, and you're going to have him switch positions and then he flounders at that position, and you potentially, I don't know, cost him NFL money. Right. I don't know. I mean, right. who knows? Anything. You, you think about that. Other coaches use that. Uh, other players, maybe other tight ends, although they do have a couple in this in this class. But other tight ends, other players at positions. But the next time Frost says, "Hey, I'd like you to think about this position," like, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa! I saw what happened here. Right. You, you, you've got to be able to show that you can recruit, not only recruit but develop talent. And the last thing you want is to turn a four-star tight end into a two-star center. Yep. And those things will be used against you in recruiting. And that's really a shame. And you feel bad for Cam Jurgens. And I don't 
I don't take any pleasure in using him as a butt of a joke and no. off-color commentary like we did last week. Like, it's just not... I, I can't imagine what that's like, especially an in-state guy, but there has to be somebody who can do the most elementary thing in football, which is snap the ball. And, you know, we talk about the little things and getting buttoned up. If you can't figure out that little thing, good luck figuring out your program. Right. I mean, it's yeah. so that's what's so hard is like I do see the potential in the athleticism in Jurgens. like when 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 it's right and the snap is good, like he he's looks like he's got some a chance to be a really good offensive lineman and a good center. But like if he can't get the snap, I mean, what are we even talking about where it just so I'm curious as to like when at what point is enough enough, you know, like. When, when is that point to where it's like the staff all looks at each other and just go, we can't, we can't. Because at this point, I, I feel like, so Nebraska plays Purdue this week. I mean, if I'd said, if I said, Schick, if I said, okay, over under errant snaps at two and a half, would you take the over? Would you take the, I mean, like, right. I mean, I'd, I'd be tempted to probably take the over and think about that. Like, so Nebraska is potentially guaranteed at least two, potentially four or five errant, sna- errant snaps a game, where which become just five wasted plays where you're you're not you're losing yards, it's not going well, and it could be a turnover depending on what happens, how that ball bounces. So I feel bad for Jurgens, I really do, but it's just that 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 situation is kind of like a microcosm of everything in a lot of different ways. You know, like just the fact that that he can't get that right is, is the most the littlest thing he can't get right is just maddening. And, you know, think about a guy like Matt Farniak too. Yeah. Who, you know, class of 2016, top 260 prospect, number one player in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, who has a family of linemen. And uh, He's in and out of the starting lineup. He's not as consistent as you'd like him to be. Like, we're talking about developing. And if Nebraska wants to be successful, they've got to figure out the offensive and defensive line, and specifically that offensive line. Yeah. And that's a real strike against the program when you just have a couple of marks against you in terms of developing guys who, by all accounts, were offered power five, other Power 5 offers and – they choose you, yeah, and their ceiling is limited. I agree, man. It's just it's yeah. the, I feel like that O line has regressed a little bit from yeah. the Ohio State game, but I do feel like there's been signs of that D line kind of showing some life, and really like the the stopping of the run on on Friday was like it wasn't just the D line; it was the linebackers, it was the safeties coming downhill and hitting. So I think you're seeing some signs of development in specific areas. Again, develop like not saying that they've created a bunch of superstars, but you it's all relative. But man, that of, uh, that offensive line and in particular that center spot is uh is maddening. It definitely is. Uh is there anything else we need to uh we need to get to? Um I guess we I mean, I guess we could do a just a real quick scotch frost and be done. Oh yeah. Um, I I, can't, right. I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Let's let's do a quick one here. Okay. Um all right, here we go. After games Coaches get drunk on emotion. Uzbekistan. Coach Frost is no different. Are you by yourself? I'm sitting in the press box. Yeah. By yourself? The Chicken Nick Show presents another edition of Scotch Frost. 
All right. Let's do a, yeah. do a short one here. Um, and then be out because, you know, this is uh, we're running a little short on time here. Yeah. But I felt like this postgame comment was classic because it's <laughs> it's Scott Frost doing what sports talk radio, drunk sports talk radio guys <laughs> would do back in the day about the glory days, right? Yep. About, you know, how good those teams used to be and the just the great players up and down that roster. And this never would have happened back then. Let's listen here. Nobody had to tell me to, to go out and play my butt off every week. Nobody had to tell Mike Minner and Michael Booker and Joel Makovic to go play their butt off every week. Um, it's gonna happen. I, you know, I, I've been I've been doubted in this state before, and I'm sure there's some out there right now, but. Um, I know what happened last time, and it's gonna happen again. Oh, all right, that's really good, good. Scott. I mean, to hear him say Mike Minner and Michael Booker drunk is just <laughs> warms my heart. It really does. No one had to tell Mike Minner. Nobody had to tell Mike Minner and Michael Booker and Joel Makovic to go play their butt off every week. <laughs> Those guys My just face hurts knew, now. Oh. Knew how to do it. Hey, uh, before we get out, we forgot to mention uh, the Ohio State news. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. So Ohio State doesn't play Illinois, and you, you heard some whispers about that that game was going to get canceled, or at least there were some positive tests. And I remember being on the air Friday on ESPN Radio, going, "Hey, they said they're not going to leave till Saturday morning. That's not a good sign." No. And then that night they decide to cancel the game. They weren't in red, red, but just out of all abundance of caution, they decide not to play. So. Ohio State is now down two games, and if they miss out on one more game, they will not qualify for the Big Ten championship game against likely Northwestern, even though they lost to Michigan State, which is another story for another time. So I guess the interesting thing is you there's no requirement for the playoff for the number of games you have to play. But at some point, you do have to play games, right? Yes. Play games and win games. And the fact to me, the fact that Ohio State is at number four Tells you that the committee is, yeah, we like them. They haven't played enough to really know much about them. So then you're going to have them play at most. If they lose out of the Michigan State game, they would play a max of six, including the Big Ten championship weekend. And other teams would be playing, what, nine or ten? And you're telling me that they're going to hold steady there or move up? I mean, I just think Ohio State is in a very precarious situation for making the playoff and – I would not want to be Ryan Day right now trying to figure out, A, how to, you know, you got to fight off this COVID, but also how to make sure that this team plays next week. Brutal. I mean, just a very interesting spot for the committee and what they're going to do. I mean, because, again, like you said, at some point you do have to play games. I mean, you, you know, like you can, you can sit there and say, I think we all agree that, you know, gun to our head, Ohio State's one of the four best teams in the country. A part of sports is like you got to actually go play the games to back that up, and it is it's really hard if Ohio State only plays six or seven games and another team plays ten or eleven and trying to compare those two. 
So I don't know what the answer is, and it's just it feels like there's a lot of the big a lot of the Big Ten decisions that they've made are coming to a head to maybe haunt them, pushing the schedule back to October or the start day back to October 24th, not allowing to to schedule games if a game gets canceled, you know, having a minimum requirement of playing in the Big Ten championship game, even though that. I heard some stuff on the math of that actually coming to fruition could be right. more challenging than you think. But still, you've created a lot of these obstacles in a situation that was already challenging to navigate. But I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I mean, there's a part of me that's like, man, don't outthink yourself. Is Ohio State one of the four best teams? If the answer is yes, who gives a crap? If they've only played seven games or six games, put them in. But then I'm like, at, at the same, I can be talked out of that either way. You know, I, I don't. It's a, it's a weird, weird – the second that game got canceled on Friday night, it kind of you kind of all of a sudden went, oh, boy, this is there's going to be some very tough conversations coming up here in the next month. Yes, uh, I think all, all of that is, is correct. And, you know, if you take the logo off Ohio State and put on, you know, Indiana and they're 6-0, right. they're not getting in. No. You know, they're, no. they're not getting in. But it, it, there's, there's certainly the logo bias and also – the, we know how good they can be. We've seen them. We've seen the recruiting rankings. All of that is baked in. We know how good this team can be. They should have beaten Clemson last year. They should have been playing LSU for a national title. And a lot of those guys came back this year, yeah. including Justin Fields. So you get all of that. But, yeah, I mean, let's do the – you do the hypothetical here. You know, you go down to championship weekend, and Ohio State's not playing in the conference championship game, and it's – Northwestern and Indiana oh playing for the Big Ten title. Yeah. And Ohio State is playing who? Iowa or Wisconsin, which would be, you know, a ranked game. But what would be on Ohio State's resume? They beat Indiana by a touchdown. Right. They pulled away from Nebraska in the second half. They let, you know, Rutgers kind of, I don't know, Rutgers didn't really hang around there in that game. That wouldn't be fair. But. You know, I don't it's think they've not looked like out, they're yeah right. Like, it's not like they're putting their foot down and going Alabama on some people in the second half. That's not happening. Well, who's they, their best win? Honestly, at this point, who would you say is Indiana's their best win? Indiana's their best win. It was by a touchdown. They were up thirty-five-seven, which I get it. That game felt over, but if you're a playoff team, you can't allow a non-playoff team to kind of hang right. around there. I mean, right? because you're, the Penn State win at the time you thought was going to be good, that's proven to not be great. I mean, obviously we know what Nebraska's record is. Uh, you know, Rutgers isn't going to isn't going to turn anybody's head. You just kind of go down the list and it's 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 not the most impressive resume in the world, but this is where to a certain extent the the logo on the helmet kind of does matter because you know, your track record and your history, you know, it's not like, I know we all want to say, well, you know, this, every season starts from scratch and you got to build it all back up. It's like, yeah, I mean, that sounds nice, but on some level we know who Justin Fields is and what he's done. And we know who Trevor Lawrence is and who he is and what he's done. Like we do, we know who Nick Saban is and what he's done. So there's just a lot of different things to balance with this. I don't know what ultimately it's going to look like though. So Northwestern loses to Michigan State, which in my mind was probably the best thing that could happen to Ohio State because the Big Ten champ, if Ohio State doesn't play in that game, will have at least one loss. So you could at least justify Ohio State being the Big Ten rep to get to the playoff. But here's the other thing, too. Let's say Florida beats Alabama in a close game in the the SEC championship. So you've got two one-loss SEC teams. 
and Alabama was just number one. You're going to drop them outside the top four? I don't think so. No. And then let's say Clemson does what we think they can do and, and exact revenge on Notre Dame, and, and maybe that's a competitive game. Are you going to knock Notre Dame out? You know, right. after they already have a win over Clemson? I don't know. I mean, that to me would be the one where you'd go, I don't know. They're one loss, but they did. It was double overtime or whatever it was with Clemson. They didn't have Trevor Lawrence, and it still was a game that Clemson could have won. I don't know. I don't know. But the, the point being, Ohio State has to be in that Big Ten championship game, in my opinion, to accomplish all of its goals because that conference championship can be a tiebreaker. And in, in history shows you it has been many, many times for a team to get into the playoff. And, and the irony of all this would be the Big Ten wanted to come back. In large part, the narrative was so Ohio State could play in the playoff because they had a once-in-a-generation team. And wouldn't it be just horrifically ironic if Ohio State not only couldn't play in the playoff, but couldn't play in its conference championship game mm. despite being undefeated because of COVID-19? Right. And the Big Ten would have nobody to blame but themselves because they put that's right. They put forth these parameters and obstacles that made it how it is. You know what I mean? So that's the thing that everything you just said is true. And the Big Ten would have nobody to point the finger at other than them, other than themselves. They'd have yep. to point the thumb. In fact, <laughs> thank you. I think Bo would like to be the commissioner uh, interim to to weigh in on that. No, you don't point the finger. You point the thumb. But but yeah, and the other thing about Ohio State. Whoever tested positive and could not play uh, would not have been available against Illinois. Those guys will not be available against Michigan State or Michigan. Right. So you're trying to you're trying to say, hey, we need to make these exclamation points and these big statements and and put up style points or whatever it is. You're not even going to have those guys available in those right. games. Now, should you win those games by two touchdowns anyway? Yes. But still, but the point being, this 21 day policy. Right. That with those stringent protocols and everything, it's just, it's just tough to see. But you're right; the Big Ten made its bed, and they're gonna have to, gonna have to take a nap. And hopefully, the nap will nap begin after the playoff, not before. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. We, we did. We did a good job. I got to tell you, I think I give us an an A plus at this point. That's what I'm giving us. Well, uh, this podcast is over. And by the way, uh, we appreciate all the votes that were given. Uh, we have changed the outro song, so it is Matt Davison remix. <laughs> Perfect. All of the time because it needs to be. Uh, the podcast is over. We will be back next week to dissect Nebraska's latest attempt at a win. This is the Chicken Nick Pod. I'm not happy about that. Chicken Nick. Yes. Chicken Nick. Yes. Chicken Nick show. Yes. Here we go. A Huda Media Production.